so I guess I guess it was like in high school um, that my friends and I we sort of stole things. Not we weren't like thieves of the night. We weren't perpetual shoplifters or anything like that. What I mean, stealing things. I mean, we stole things that didn't really matter. Okay. Um, there was a little Caesars outside of the little Caesars was a wooden, cheap wooden crafted cutout of little Caesar, and uh, we drove by it one night and we stole it. Uh, it's probably still sitting in my parents' basement, okay. oddly enough. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, one other night, there was a gas station. They'd stock all the sodas out front of the gas station for some reason, and I guess it was by the window where it was blocked, and I don't even know why they would do that, but uh, we filled up a, a Bronco uh, full of Surge soda one time, and then we drove off. It was probably about $40, wow. $40 worth of Surge soda. A Ford Bronco like OJ drove? Yeah, like OJ. Straight up OJ. Yeah, that's a criminal's car right there, I'll tell you what. Yeah, <laughs> amen. But I think what really topped it off was we were leaving Giant. There was a pile of bags. There was a pile of mulch in bags. And a friend and I said, hey, let's grab the mulch. So we grabbed the mulch. We're like, keep in mind, we're like 15 years old. Do you have and any use for mulch at this time in your life? No. No use okay. whatsoever. I, right. I don't know this. I don't know where this compelling need to grab things. I don't know if we were just right. closet kleptos from birth, but we stole the mulch. We pick up the mulch. We're walking into the car. We just hear a, "Hey, buddy!" And we turn around. We think it's going to be one of the guys from the from the giant or food line. I can't even remember. It's an undercover cop, and he just looks at the mulch. He looks wow. at us. He flashes his badge, and he goes, "Just, just put the mulch back." And so we put the mulch back, <laughs> like, yes, officer. And we're walking back. He's standing by his car, and he goes, just go home. Just just go home. It's Saturday night. Wow. And that's all, that's all he said. That's all he said, and we never stole a single thing ever again. Thank God you're white, or you would have been shot. A geek podcast for the rest of us. Who are the rest of us? I'll tell you who. People who don't take this stuff too seriously. We watch comic book movies. We watch comic con movies. We watch whatever movies we want. We talk about them. We rate them. We berate them sometimes. We recast the movies. And then we have rants and we have good news and we have a good time. My name is Jonathan McBride. I am a comedian in New York City. And with me as always from the Washington D.C. Northern Virginia area... My good buddy, band singer and participator in the band sequels, <laughs> Mr. Nick Stevens. Hi, hi, Nicky. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I am great. I am great. You already know how I'm doing. We were speaking a little bit before we started recording. Yeah, Why would yeah you of ask course. Me that? Of course you're Why doing would you great. Ask me that right I, now? It's, I feel compelled to ask you how you're doing because oh, you, you, okay. you just never know. I mean, 
Yeah. The tide rolls in, the tide rolls out, you know, thus the days of our lives, sand to the yeah. hourglass, all of that. Sometimes you, know? you shoplift, sometimes you pay for the stuff, whatever. Sometimes you grab a bag of mulch, who knows? But the point yeah. is, you're doing okay, I'm okay, you're okay. Do you so, think hey. bag, of, bag of mulch might be a good band name? Oh, for like, my God. Like, for a country oh, band. No. For a no, country no. band. No, no, hey, no. Like, if you ever start, like, a, a, a Texas swing band, you call it Nick Nick Stevens and Bag of Mulch. Texas swing band? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I don't... I don't, I'm not. You strike me as one of those guys that like once your I'm rock and roll it. dreams die, you're going to like start wearing belt buckles and shit because you're all skinny. Mm-hmm. You start wearing be- belt buckles and shit and you're like, mm-hmm. I want to start a Texas swing band. Yeah, I, Nick, Steve- I, Nick Stevens and Bag of Mulch. I think I would rather, I, now hang on, I think I would rather dip my hands mm-hmm. in super glue, rub them profusely in broken Heineken bottles and then proceed to masturbate furiously than ever approach that idea as a serious concept ever again. But that being said... You know, Do you have a lot of broken Heineken bottles? I'm just imagining the kind of glass that it would take to really, totally, you know, really immerse you yourself green, in some kind of, yeah. You went through the green glass of Heineken bottles. It's all, hey, you write what you know, you, say, like you, you to, say what I'd you like know. To talk to, I'd like to talk to your therapist about that. Like, what is the green glass? Like, why not the, like, the brown glass of a Coors uh, Light? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I don't want... It's interesting. You weren't wrong. You weren't wrong, sir. I'm just interested in why that color. That's interesting. Why do some people pour, you know, syrup down their back, you know, on Sunday evenings when they're waiting for their wife to come home? I don't know. These things happen. We can't explain these things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That That is really interesting. Yeah. Well, I try to be interesting. You know, it is a podcast. We try to be all things considerate of others. Uh, we don't take this thing too seriously, as you said so yourself. It's comic books. It's Comic-Con related. We're a couple of cons yeah. ourselves. So let's yeah. have some fun. Let's talk about our sexual fantasies. Go ahead. Give me yours. Um, I, uh, one time, thought about paying for a woman of the night. Mm. N- not for sex, but just to hold me for- while I cry. Oh, my God. So that I could... And have her listen to me tell her about my life. Oh, and God. and when she said when she says, like, are we gonna do this or not? I'm like, No, we don't have to do this. And I just put my finger over her lips and I say, Shh <laughs> you don't have to work tonight. <laughs> and then I and then I just cry, okay, and then maybe she feels sympathy for me and she cries and she holds me, right? And I put yeah. my head in her breasts, okay, but not in a sexual way, but in a more of a motherly, respectful way. Oh, and I yeah. just cry all night long. Yeah. And in the morning, I buy her breakfast. I pay her what is coming to her. Yeah. And I drive her drive her back to her side of town. <laughs> and I we hug. I kiss her cheek. She kisses mine. She grabs the side of my head and kisses my forehead and said, "says Be good, baby. Be, Be good. good. Be good." And uh, that's and I beautiful. say, th- and I say, "Thank you. Thank you so much." Oh. And uh, that's my, that's my sexual fantasy right there. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I, I yeah. But I'm thank a you for asking. Person. Thank you for asking. Yeah, that really well, means a lot to me that you would ask me that. Well, I, I'm I'm glad that you that you shared that. I'm glad that we're in a format here where we can share that kind of stuff. That's very cathartic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what religion has to do with it, but I guess it's cathartic. I'm Protestant, <laughs> my damn self. I used to be. Oh my God, you always bring in religion into these conversations. I get it. You know what I mean? You're from. That's fine. Well, I just think it's, it's good to be, you know, spiritual. Sure, but uh, ooh, speaking of spiritual, yeah, the new the new Deadpool trailer got released. Yeah, how about that? These mm-hmm. Deadpool trailers, like, hey, we're gonna release a trailer and it's gonna have the F word. Yeah, they're not messing care. around. They're not messing. No, around. they're not messing around at all. Are you excited to see Deadpool? I am. Um, you know, I don't know. How do you gauge that excitement? I guess I'm not Star Wars or Batman, Superman excited, but I am excited. Like, I want to see it, and I think the mm-hmm. more the more I see from it, I feel like it's gonna be really, really good. A lot of people 
have different opinions on the matter online, but I don't really care what they say. I, I feel like it's going to be one I of don't things. care what they say. I won't I stay care. in a world without love. We'll you guys stay. do that in your yeah. band? No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if we have, I wasn't there. Okay. So, but, um, but yeah, no, it looks really good, man. It looks really good. Yeah. Only time will tell. I think it's going to be fun. I like the actor. Um, yeah, I like Ryan Reynolds. What is Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, like yeah. he's like I call him uh, Jim Carrey with a six pack. Yeah, he's that's pretty apt. I would say I would agree with that. You know? Yeah. Now he was in a superhero movie called Green Lantern. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I never saw that movie. I heard it was awful. Awful. Was it awful? Oh, you know, it was really bad. And I'll tell you, Jonathan, I thought it was really bad. The world thought it was really bad. And what's really? worse is I had a lot of high hopes for that movie. I was ranting and raving to coworkers. There's no way it could be bad. It's going to be wow. so good. It's superheroes in space. It's Green yeah. Lantern. You know. No, it was. Uh, it wasn't Green Lantern in space so much as it was like Hal Jordan for like five minutes, and then the rest is just small town USA. I think there was a plane crash at one point. That mm-hmm. piqued my interest. Yeah. No, there was really not a whole lot going on. That, and there should have been because that's such a huge property. They could have gone anywhere with it. Um, yeah. How's about that? Uh, how's about like if somebody who did Guardians of the Galaxy did Green Lantern? Now that, would, that might. they Yeah. Put it put it in their hands. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. I think something like that, especially when you're in space. If you are if you have a space movie, right? Or a, a character yeah. that is uh, fights people in space, who saves a day in space, who's basically his character origin comes from space. Uh, All right. I think you should spend the, most of the movie in space, and a lot of the movie is not in space. So, hey, wow, okay. Yeah. Now, did you did you read the Green Lantern comic books as a child, as a children? I did, I did. I read the Hal Jordan one. So, I w- and I read the stuff with Guy Gardner, and he was another Lantern, and the whole Green Lantern Corps. I read a lot of those. And so I really mm-hmm. wanted to see all the other Green Lanterns come out of the woodwork and do stuff, and I wanted to see Sinestro, who is his, his arch nemesis, and we see him a little bit. Spoiler alert. In the movie, but it's for like five seconds. Mm. So yeah, it's one of those. So I would I would have seen it if somebody would have told me it was good, but not one person has ever told me it's good. Yeah, it's pretty unanimous unanimously hated up hated upon An- so, anonymously. Uh, it's an- anon- I think the word you look for is anonymous. <laughs> no, no, everybody, nobody's anonymous about their hate for this movie. Everyone comes out and they put their name on it, but no. uh, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty certain from all angles that everybody was like pretty on agreement with uh, their hate for this movie. But that, to no fault of Ryan Reynolds, by the way, he he was actually okay. It wasn't his fault. It was bad. He's funny, man. He's I like him. Yeah, I like him too. He's likable. He's handsome, isn't he? Handsome. Yeah, he's a handsome fella. He was in this movie with uh, with the lady from um, from uh, you know Sandra Bullock from Speed. Yeah, and he was yeah. he was in a movie where they got engaged or whatever, and it was it was, it was she was his boss, and it was pretty funny. It was good. Yeah. yeah, but he's got good comedic timing. He's uh, he's handsome. You know, he's a handsome young man. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Speaking of handsome men, uh, we're going to be talking about a certain movie later on uh, in a little bit. A Batman movie, if you will. But speaking of Batman, I saw this cool documentary about Adam West the other night. And You did? And Adam West was a very handsome man back in the 60s. I mean, I, I didn't... Dapper, huh? Yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up watching the show. I, by the time I was growing up, it was it was on reruns, and I was like, I was into it, but I could kind of smell its campiness so i didn't really absorb it right away even as a kid interesting yeah but uh but he was a handsome man he, he probably got all the ladies back in the day i was like man adam probably West. so when i was a kid uh you know it was in reruns of course right and uh i really i really enjoyed that batman and it was it's perfect for kids mm-hmm. 
It was my it was my first Batman, and then that's that's why when Batman nineteen eighty nine came out, it was so awesome because yeah. I was like this is Batman, but like it looks way cooler. You yeah, know? yeah, see, way. And cooler. I think because we reviewed we reviewed Batman yes, we, on this once podcast upon a time. Yes, we did once upon a time, and the and the, the episode is lost forever. Yeah, unfortunately, lost. Forever. It might make a comeback. We might why. be able to unshelve it somehow. I don't know, man. I feel like the 1989 Batman was my Batman, and this movie yeah. that we're going to be talking about kind of became my Batman that I grew up with because, I, like I said, I didn't grow up with the the Adam West Batman. So Michael Keaton's Batman is who you. That's grew up who with. I grew up with. That's who I identified. Yeah, with. me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, and that took a turn for the worse, huh? Huh. Let's, you want to talk about it? Should we just go into it? Yeah, let's get into okay. it. Now, I don't think it could tur- turn for the worse for Batman Returns. I'm saying after Batman Returns. Let's <laughs> clarify that. Bat- Batman <laughs> Returns, 1992, uh, another Tim Burton Batman. Uh, the last Tim Burton Batman, in terms of him directing. Yeah, what are your what are your takeaway thoughts initially? Just can we do a quick little overview takeaway? I mean, I mean, the start of it, the tone of it, uh, it's still dark, right? It's still Tim Burton. E. My thought, my my thoughts overall are that we're all gonna die and nobody really knows what happens. Wow. Okay. And yeah. it, that scares me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you meant for the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. For the, yeah, I mean. Oh, my thoughts for the movie were, uh, uh, I <laughs> like. Do you remember I where you liked, were when you? First I want saw to this? like. I uh, I was in a movie theater probably. <laughs> I was uh, probably living in Austin, Texas at the time. I, I grew up in a lot of different places and. Uh, um, and I was living in Austin, Texas at the time when this shit came out, and uh, but I don't remember going. I, I'm sure I saw it in the theaters, but I don't remember anything else about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, at, at that time, but I I do know that at my initial reaction then, and in watching it again now, is I really like everything about this movie except for the penguin. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't like him that much. Interesting. But um, I love Danny DeVito. Yeah. But I don't like the penguin. I don't like the choices they made. This is, uh, they said that Tim Burton, you know, the, the studio got involved with the original Batman, and uh, and on this one they didn't, and you could tef- definitely tell. But it seems like Tim Burton's weirdness with the studio involvement made Batman awesome. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And then and then Batman Returns just loses a little bit, in my opinion. But a lot of people love Tim Burton. If you love Tim Burton, this is an awesome movie. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. Yeah, this, but this is definitely a Tim Burton movie, right? Yeah, it definitely it has Tim Burton's hands all over it. I mean, from the very beginning where we see the Cobblepot family with a, a little Pee Wee Herman action, by the way, Paul Rubin. Paul Rubin's in the house, you know, um, yo! And they had that they had the little penguin, uh, the baby in a cage. Yeah. Baby in a cage, Nikki. I thought that's a great band name. Baby in a cage. Okay, I'll write that one down. Baby in a cage. If things go south yeah, with sequels, like- and I gotta do, and I gotta make some moves. I'll, yeah. I'll consider Baby in a Cage. How are things with sequels, by the way? You got an EP coming yeah, out. Yeah, we're working on it, man. It's uh, it's underway. Oh, uh, you know, we just got to get some other tracks down. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. What's up, sequels? Do the sequels listen to this or what? Yeah, for the most part. From what I, from what I know, yeah. you know. What's up, sequels? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, they throw the baby overboard, o- over the bridge. Yeah, that's, very Moses, right? Very Egypt. Crucial. Crucial. Very Moses from the Bible, huh? Yeah. And then and yeah, you know what's interesting about that is you know they, they, it was just very on the nose, but also beautiful. Um, it's not on the. I shouldn't call it on the nose. It wasn't on the nose. They put the baby in a basket. They put him in a river, and he floats away. And then he grows up like Moses. But see, Moses grew up with the royalty. Like he came from a poor family right. and grew up with the royalty in Egypt. And 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 um, penguin grew up with with penguins in the sewer apparently. 
Penguin from, went from rich to growing up with the the underbelly of Gotham. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, but both of them, Moses disrupted Egypt, and Penguin he grew up to disrupt Egypt, and Penguin you know grew up to to disrupt Gotham. Yeah. How about how about underground subway and sewer layers in movies? Yeah. How about like that? in in in, Sup- in Superman and in this movie? Like, damn man. It makes you want to live under the ground. They're you know? so big in scale, aren't they? I feel like they're they're so big in scale. So, like I feel like Ninja Turtles cities. did the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Ninja Turtle was big as well. Not as big as this, but everybody like it looks cool. Like even in Ninja Turtles TMNT 1990, 1990 or ninety one Turtles nineteen ninety. Uh, it looks cool, and they're eating pizza and shit, and they have like like TV, and you don't really remember that they're in a sewer and it smells like shit all the <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, not really the most appetizing scenery to be surrounded in uh, when you're uh, eating pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, even- but Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, probably the coolest underground layer in Superman. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the turtles had the abandoned uh, bus t- uh, train station in the Secret of the Ooze in the sequel. Yeah, so that was yeah, cool. that was dope. Yeah. That was dope. And even in part three, they had a cool one, right? Uh, they were st- in the same one, that, I guess. Right? That was a bit foggy to me, but yeah, I'll go ahead and agree. They went to feudal Japan on that bullshit. But speaking of sets, this movie... Yeah. Oh, could we have a longer intro into Batman Returns, please? Yeah. I love I love Danny Elfman, but this is this is a long intro, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's it's about as long as the beginning of the first one, where we just kind of go through the bat symbol, and like it pans out, and like, oh, that's the bat symbol we were just growing That up. one deserved it, I think, yeah. though, because it was... This one, they do, they, they drop him into the river, then he goes through the sewers, yeah. and then he ends up going through to another, he ended up in Metropolis yeah, for a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. then he floated through to Mordor, they drop the ring right. off at the fucking Mount Doom, and then they come back, yeah, then they come back to Gotham, and it's like, okay, right. now we can 33 years later, here we are, bada bing, right. bada boom, but, we, but yeah. we do see Alfred right away, and can, can I just say this, since I know I said it on the first podcast that we did this on, but, my, but right. Michael Guff, man, is he not the best Alfred? Come on. I yeah, mean, he's, he's the best Alfred. He's so good. And I remember him from commercials too, from the first Batman. Yeah, when I was children. yeah. I was just a little children's. Yeah, the yeah. newspaper man comes up to him, you know, from the fifties or the forties. <laughs> hey, who was that paper boy? That's a guy. That's an actor. Oh, really? I don't know. He looks familiar. Yeah, yeah, he does look familiar. Oh, maybe he's in the sequels. What's up, sequels? Most of the time, it's a waste of time. Uh, to old timey newspaper boy. Yeah, Art Deco. How would you describe the set of this of this Gotham? I feel like it's a little bigger than the Gotham we see in the first Batman movie, but it's still very 1940s. It, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot cleaner. Yeah, it was a lot cleaner. Was that on purpose? Has Batman cleaned up the city? Is that what's is that what's happening? I guess, but because Gotham, the Gotham from the first one felt very New York City. Yeah, and d- dirty, and um, uh, this one feels very. Maybe it's because there was snow everywhere all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but it just felt cleaner. It does. It felt more clean. It does. Yeah. You know, and that's how you meet Max Shrek in the snow when he's giving a little spiel. And he's like, mm-hmm. I wish I had more to give than expensive baubles. Um, that was the worst <laughs> walking impression uh, known to man. And I know I can do better. Santa Claus, afraid not. Only wish I had more to give. You know, something like that maybe. No. <laughs> That was better. I okay, like it. Okay. I like it. It, it's, it, improves, yeah, with, it with improves with age, like, like Reba McIntyre. It's like one of those right. things, um, no, it comes in the throat. Yeah, so... Th- Here's your one chance, Fancy, don't let me down. <laughs> hey, Fancy's probably that prostitute that I was with. Yeah? To hold me. Yeah. Huh. 
Nice. Yeah. Am I a nar- am I a narcissist to think that a pro- like a prostitute would appreciate me not wanting to have sex with her, even though I still paid her, and I would be like the good guy in her life no, that she thinks? No, about? absolutely. I, I know where you're going. I know. Ma- where you're- Johnny, in another life, and then and she's dragging on a cigarette. You know, and she's like, in another life, Johnny, you and me could have had something. She you said know? that. You're, you're a good guy. Yeah. I see. I I don't yeah. think that's narcissistic at all. I think that's being honest with yourself. I think I agree with you because I feel like you know they do it so much that it's refreshing when a nice guy like you comes along. You know, and you're not like a 75-year-old dirtbag, you know, who's like just wants, yeah. wants some intimate time in the crotch. And so they meet you and yeah. they're like... I just want hugs and kisses. Exactly. You just you just need to be hugged and held and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And told I'm big and strong. Right. We all just need a place to... Tell, me I'm, tell me I'm big and strong. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, what, what's your take on Max Shrek? You like him? Don't like him? He's 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 not a good guy. Yeah, I like a I like him. Okay, this movie suffers from having seventeen bad guys. Yeah, it does. It does, doesn't it? Because we meet the Red Circus gang, and and then we're like, oh, about thirty minutes into the movie, we finally see Batman, who, by the way, Bruce Wayne is brooding by himself <laughs> in his library uh, in the dark, yeah. and the mirrors come. Up, and I guess the mirrors are activated when they do the signal, and then he stands up and walks to the window. What is Bruce doing by himself? Like, hey, I wonder what Bruce is doing right now. Oh, he just he just thinks, yeah, buddy. He just he sits, sits in the library thinking. Yeah, so that's fun. <laughs> and then when Batman does show up, he definitely kills a guy. He turns the uh, Batmobile on and like reverses. Buddy, it. Batman ain't afraid to kill a oh, motherfucker in this movie. He kills people in the Tim Burton universe, doesn't he? Do you have a problem with that as the as a comic yeah, book guy? It's not really. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it as a kid. I guess it's just watching it now. I feel like if I wanted to show this to my kids one day, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He, he, it's almost a little too dark. Maybe. Do you have an announcement to make? No. No, sir. Okay. But I will say, right. like, down the road, when that's, like, a possibility, you know, you have kids. I mean, would you... I guess you, Let me ask you this. Would you show this movie to your daughters without worrying about them? Hey, don't worry about it. It's Batman. It's comical. It's, you know... Uh, yeah. The five-year-old probably wouldn't be interested too much in yeah. it. Um, but the nine-year-old would be. But yeah, we could we, we could have that conversation. I think if you have conversations, you can watch pretty much anything. That's true. I mean, what do I know? I was watching RoboCop at age seven, you know? And Point yeah. Break and stuff. Hey, the paper boy from... The paper boy that was talking to Alfred is named Sean Whaler. Mm. And he he has been in tons of shit. T- Men in Black, oh. Twister, Charlie's Angels, okay. Never Been Kissed. Okay. He's like, he's like one of those... At Constantine, he was uh, Anton and Constantine. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was in the last the last uh super no no, he actually is in going to be in a new version of the last superhero that's in post production. What's that all about? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, I'm thinking of the last I'm thinking of the last action hero. Oh. Yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah, that's not not so much. He's been in a bunch of TV stuff. He's been in The Bold and the Beautiful. Thank you very much. Lost. Lost. Remember he remember Lost? Yeah, I never no. That yeah. was that was that was a good show. Yeah. You never liked Lost. I never really huh? got into it. No. I guess I guess yeah. I was lost. <laughs> you said lost you stupid so selena kyle michelle pfeiffer okay when i was a kid i had a poster i had a catwoman poster on the back of my door, my granddad said, "Oh my God! Oof. Oh my God! Yeah, I can see why you, your I, granddad. I, I can see why you have that on the back of your doll. You know, <laughs> I, 
wife just shot it's me. It's your grandfather and extra from a, It's a Wonderful Life. Is that what yeah, he yeah, I was doing? I was trying to do like a southern accent, you know, but I guess I did, you know. Yeah, no, well, um, okay. Well, I like it. Hi, Grandpa. How are you doing? <laughs> He's no longer with us, but. Um, well, I was just hoping you would do the voice for oh, a little while. I didn't I even can talk see, about I can death. see why you have it on the back of my door, on the back of your door. No, I'm not even going to get into it. But, uh, so, yeah, right. I mean, I pined for her. I had a huge crush on Michelle Pfeiffer when this movie came out. I keep... Yeah, I think Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, first of all, she's great in this. She's a feminist hero, right? And also a very sexual being. Mm. Very sexual being mm. at the same time. Do you think she's hotter than than Princess Leia in the Iron Bikini? Or do you think Michelle Pfeiffer's hotter? Like, what do you think? I think for me, I was what? 10 years old. Michelle Pfeiffer was was hot for me. Like for what for what all the nerds say about Princess Leia being hot in the slave outfit, I didn't really grow up with that in mm-hmm. that in that in that context. So for me, yeah, you know, being ten and not really quite into puberty yet, I was like, oh, Michelle Pfeiffer, ugh, right? It's Catwoman, wow. yeah. you know, that was that yeah. was the extent of that. As far as a boy's first on screen crush, she was it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, she's she's beautiful, buddy. She's absolutely gorgeous and. Uh, she that that leather outfit uh, did her plenty of favors. You know what I mean? It was just it was just gorgeous. Yes, and she had seemed to have good movement in it too. She did like for fighting yeah. and and for walking around and jumping around and stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll tell you who didn't who didn't uh, have a good she, time she, was Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny. Like I said earlier, man, Danny DeVito is great, but the penguin choices are what I didn't like for this movie. I don't like the flippers. I don't like that he looks like an actual penguin. Really. Um. Yeah, not at all. I don't like. The, I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. It just doesn't do it for me. I. Lo- it takes away from the. It takes away from the movie for me. It adds a, like some kind of disgustingness to Ooh, it okay. that I don't like. All right, because right, yeah. I, I like it. Because even in that scene where the the plot gets kind of flipped around and Max Shrek gets them to try to run from Mare, and they have that mm-hmm. whole scene in the Mare's uh, basement or in the basement of the Cobblepot, wherever the hell he's staying, and all those people are there to gear up his election. And you see Jan Hooks, you know, SNL alum, rest in peace, Jan Hooks. She's there. Oh, I love She's Jan great, Hooks. Great. I love Jan Hooks. And then her buddy gets love his her. nose bitten off. He's like, it could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. Bites his nose off. That whole scene. <laughs> I really loved him in that. And I loved it when he was actually, like, really methodically evil. But it parts... Yeah, I don't think I have a problem with that. I think it's his fucking teeth and his <laughs> nose and his flippers and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't... Like, let let, him, let the actor come yeah, through. Don't yeah, add yeah, all that yeah. extra bullshit. And that's where Tim Burton's Burtonness came through, and I didn't really like it that okay. much. But, but DeVito is great, dude. Great. Also, the movie making is great. You know when, when Selena Kyle wanted to ask a question at the board yeah. meeting? That was great movie making when everybody turned to look at her, and it was so quiet, but you heard all the chairs squeaking. Yeah. Yeah, that that was those that chair squeak was really good, man. That was good. That was really good. That was good. Yeah. But her but her metamorphosis into Catwoman that's a little weird, right? The cat's licking her. I mean, can we get past that, or is that something that? No, I really liked oh, it. Okay. I liked her. I liked her. I liked everything about that. I liked her destroying her apartment. I liked her spraying black spray paint over everything. Oh, okay. Because yeah, because if she everything was pink and and cats she and had prettiness a doll and dollhouse. Yeah, why did she have a dollhouse? Yeah. Because uh, she's a girl, buddy. I mean, Come she, on. But she's they, a grown-ass she woman, shit. you know? I mean, I guess that... She's a grown-ass woman, but it, it symbolizes the, 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 the transformation into, like, feminine to feminine... Um, feminine... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the word I'm looking for. 
not I don't want to call the pink and the stuff femininity because that's not that doesn't encapsulate femininity, but it's a very it's basically a transformation just from being feminine and soft to being feminine and a force to be recognized. I felt like they wanted to portray so, her as so, a girl, like a little girl almost in a woman's Yeah, body. she had that with she had that about yeah, and every woman was a little is a little girl inside and 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 same with a man, every man's a little boy inside, you know, and But then she transforms uh, I mean, you're into talking cat about woman. you when she transforms into the cat woman and I like that she was spraying everything black and uh, like she had a sweater with cats on it. She sprayed it black. I, I liked all that okay. shit. I mean, what do I know? I'm a grown man that reads yeah. comics, you know. So I don't. I guess I can't hate on the dollhouse yeah. thing. But I just thought it was weird yeah. how they like wanted to make her seem so, so meager and so like fragile, and then to do that. I guess to become sexualized when she turns into Catwoman to do like two polar opposites. Um, as a kid, I was like, when yeah. She... But now, I guess I was like, huh? I don't know. That was a really cool scene when Batman and the Penguin and Catwoman come oh together, all God. three of them on the street, yeah, right? Yeah. And she does those somersaults and flips and shit and comes up and just stops and just goes, meow. And that fucking explosion, yeah, yeah. dude, that was awesome. That's, that's one of the highlights. I remember that being in the trailer when I saw it as a kid and was like, I have to see this. Um, yeah. I got, I got, to, I got to say, that, so Michelle Pfeiffer's character overall yeah. – uh, in this, uh, I like better than Princess Leia in the Iron Bikini. Yeah, for absolutely, sure. I, I completely concur. But they're both like strong, strong feminine characters, and having daughters, I like yeah. that. I probably prefer they be more like Princess Leia. Sure. I don't want like tragic shit to happen to them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know my, you know my friend, you know my friend told me we talked about uh, the Force Awakens last week. He was like, you know why? Uh, we're gonna drop a major spoiler here, right here for Star Wars Force Awakens. So if you have not seen Star Wars Force Awakens, get out. Uh, you need skip ahead about two minutes. Okay, so, uh, so my friend was like, "Do you know why Han Solo died? You know whose fault it was?" And I was like, uh, "Kylo Ren," and he goes, "No, it was Princess Leia. She told him to go after Kylo she Ren, did. and she knew, and she knew he was going to die." And I was like, "Damn, I didn't even think she about said, it." Like you go that. get him. Better. You bring our son back. You bring our son back here. You tell him you stop being mean. You be yeah. nice. You be yeah. nice, and you stop killing yeah. people. Yeah, you stop holding lasers in the middle of the air and you stop yeah. killing people. So yeah, he blamed it on her. On her, I was like, God damn, I never even thought about it. Where like nice gets you, you know, nowhere, you know. <laughs> but as a little side note here, like uh, I do remember, like when I I was living overseas when this movie came out, my grandmother had passed. Where were you living, buddy? We were living in Italy, and we were. Oh my god, so go on, that's fantastic! Yeah, it was great. Well, like Sic- Sicily, or where were you? Rome, and. We you were, lived in Rome, yeah, little Nick. Yeah, when I was a, oh, when I was a kid. I knew you were cultured. I could tell you were better than me a little <laughs> bit. So my grandmother had passed, unfortunately, and my mom was going to take one of us with her to the funeral. And did, I guess we didn't have the money or the logistics didn't work out to take all three of us. My dad couldn't go because he was working. Um, he was working at, yeah. the, at the embassy at the time. He couldn't get away. And so we fly back there. She takes me with her. And it's sort of bittersweet because we're there with all this family. It's kind of good to see everybody again because it's outside of a regular like home leave schedule. But at the same time, yeah. it was sad, you know, at the funeral. But my mom took me to see Batman Returns when we were there in the states when it came out, and it wasn't going to come out right. overseas till like another few weeks or a month or so. Um, yeah, and there was no internet back then. Exactly. So things actually there was actually a lag back in the '90s, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before the internet. Um, but anyway, so we watched the movie, and I was just in love with it. I mean, I had the action figures, and I just was just in awe. I don't know if it's because I was like in that mood because I just left my grandmother's funeral or, or what, but being yeah. around family and being in the States again and then seeing Batman, it was all just part of this huge nostalgic experience. 
And I think I've always, ever since then, I've always defended this movie as being one of the best Batman movies ever and like loving it. Um, and I think I do, I, th- I don't know. Like now, I as think an adult, it is, it is one of the, of all the Batman movies, this is one of the best for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still, it's not as good as the first one. And it, like, I think you, like you said, it has almost too much Tim Burton in it. Or maybe you didn't say that exactly, can I, but can I say, can I say this? Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I just watched this, but I think this is better than Dark Knight Rises. Woo! And what I mean Whoa. by that is maybe not maybe not better. Yeah. But what would I rather watch? It's a shorter movie. It's more fun. Mm. That Dark Knight Rises, that shit is dark, man. It is dark, and there's it's not cool, really fun. There's wonderful parts in it. Yeah. There's a long stretch. There's a long stretch in the Dark Knight Rises where don't shit happen. Yeah, and it's it's really dark, like you said. I mean, if we're gonna analyze Batman yeah. movies, and this is a lot. That of shit fun. was depressing. That shit was depressing. This wasn't that depressing. It was just different, you know. I will say that, like, even growing up with this and having that nostalgic love for it, even watching it now, I still carry some of that with me. It's just not as intense as it used to be. You know when you watch stuff later yeah. when you're older and it's just not the same? That's the kind of feel I get. Like, I'm, like, not embarrassed to watch it, but if I were in a room mm-hmm. watching it and, like, my wife comes home, I'm like, oh, this was just on because I got a... I was just changing uh-huh. something. I had this on in the background. Uh-huh. I wasn't like seriously. Like, wow. Watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching this at all. I tried to what, show what? her a scene and I, she was not having it. Like, I would try to show her a scene. Yeah. The movie. She, was... she didn't even go see Star Wars with it. No. So she's not into that. She wants to see that. She's now, like though. not in, she's not into Comic Cons at all. No. Hey, what, uh, how long were, how, what ages were you when you're living in, uh, Italy? Uh, I was a kid. So, uh, we lived in India for our, my first four years, for our first four-year post, and the second four-year post, we were in Italy. So, um, from ages, the ages, I guess, four or three to to about ten, because I came to the states when I was about eleven. So, mm-hmm. so that's uh, my first, wow. my first, you know, U.S. school was six, was sixth grade. So, do you speak Italian? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, you know. Wow, that's really interesting, yeah. man. Yeah. Crazy. And your dad was a spy. Your dad a spy, or what? That's what everybody would say growing up, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, he just worked at the embassies. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of people don't know, man. Like, like uh, <laughs> when I was in the military, I did construction, and there was this, um, there were like these this team you could get on, and what I never got on it, but there was a team, and uh, I don't know if I should say the name of the team or not, but basically what they do is they go and do all the like maintenance work at the embassies and stuff. Yeah. And any kind of like secret locations around the world, they have there's toilets there and lights go out and there's there's issues right and stuff needs to be painted sometimes and stuff breaks so it's not a, like a super spy like they're not gonna have James Bond fix that shit they need a regular person to come yeah. fix it you know yeah. but it but it but it's like a super secret job because only you know you have to know where the place is Absolutely. and you have to fix it but like yeah toilets need to be fixed at Area 51 you know it's true and, uh, somebody's got to do it it's yeah somebody's got to do it so they have like people with like really high clearance levels and they're they're maintenance guys you know and uh that, that's pretty interesting stuff yeah i, I would imagine but I would imagine to, to had- outsiders to outsiders they look like a spy because of all these places they go to yeah absolutely and that's what i was just gonna say yeah. i mean you don't have that perception of somebody going in just solely to fix the toilets i mean they obviously have to have some kind of like you know gun on, under their shirt you know and <laughs> i'm glad if i were fixing toilets which i've done plenty of times in my life it's good that I don't have a gun because sometimes you just get mad and shoot that fucking thing. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, unclog this. Yeah, boom. <laughs> uh, so what? I don't even remember what scene we were talking about. It kind of took us away. Well, I, that unclog this just reminded me. I loved one of the lines of the penguin 
a lot of good lines in his movie, but he said, remember, Max, you flush it, I, I flaunt it. it. Yeah, it's great, man. And I think that's a great, I think this movie's great a contrast between, like, the 1% and the rest of us, like, the bottom. Because it was just a great idea that, like, rich people, this rich, evil corporate guy, yeah. thought he could get rid of all these secrets, and uh, no, he, you can't, because somebody will find that it. That the same rich, evil yeah. corporate guy would create a power plant that would suck power away from other power plants? I mean, he's right out of a comic book, even though he's not a comic book character. Like, yeah, it's really, I don't it's know. really, it's really hacky, but it's, but it works. You know, there's a lot of things in this movie that, I mean, Tim Burton made a comic book movie, so what, what are you going to do? You know, it's not, it's not yeah. a bad movie, um, but there are certain things. No, not at all. Scenes. Not, a, it's not a bad movie at all. I just don't like the choices with the penguin. Yeah, with his character, but yeah. like, yeah, I love the scene though that you talked about when they all meet because I love that that scene where Batman and Penguin first confront each other and kind of gets into the second half of the movie which I think is actually better than the first half when he's like you know you're not the mayor and Penguin's like things change and he's like you don't really think you'll win do you and Batman you know they got to the zoom in and he goes things change yeah. and that's right before she she rolls up the only problem I have with right. it really is that Batman doesn't really do anything like we don't see a lot of Batman in this movie at all yeah, and you know, a lot of Batman fans, and I'll ask you this as a, as a lifelong Batman fan, because I've always been a casual Batman fan. A lot of people are fans of the of the villains more than they are of Batman. They are. I don't, I don't give a shit about the villains. I like Batman. Yeah. And I've said that on this podcast before. Uh, I want to see Batman, like just a movie or a series where he's just fighting regular criminals that that not regular criminals that society can't do anything about, but like regular criminals that society has trouble with. Right, like like drug kingpins and um, uh, 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 human trafficking people and shit like that, like, you know, because those are yeah. like super like uh, Pablo Escobar types. Like those are super horrible bad guys that you, they don't need to be the Joker or the Penguin. I, I would like to see a Batman character fight those people. No, I'm, I'm with you. I would totally love to see that. And I've and I've read I've read some of the old comics that had similar storylines like that. I think what intrigues people about these villains. Well, A, out of most of the other characters in DC, he just has the best uh, rogues gallery, quote-unquote, or whatever, because he just has the best villains. Yeah. But they all come yeah. from they all come from him, in a way. Like, most of the Batman villains are more or less a result of him existing. So it's that weird kind of, like, which came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing. It's like, he's kind of the, the cause of a lot of these extreme cases, either playing a part in their creation, or their origin, mm -hmm. or playing a part in them being inspired to come out of the woods and just like be wreak havoc, you know? Um, yeah. And so that's kind of what I've always appreciated from reading the comics, but I'm totally with you. I don't mind the two villain formula in the movies. And this movie kind of created that formula for other superhero movies to come. Um, I don't really mind that. I think it's, that's kind of where other movies ripped it off. I also didn't mind the whole Meryl campaign and how they, work that in with Max Shrek and I, I didn't mind that at all. Yeah. Again, I just I would have believed Batman. I would have believed that all a lot more if he didn't have webbed hands and and a weird face, yeah. you know. I I think it Yeah, I think I like I like Gotham's uh penguin a lot better, Robin Taylor. Do you watch Gotham at all the TV show? Uh I've seen a little bit of it and I I know I know who you're talking about. He is really good. Um, He's fantastic, right? He's just fantastic. And that would have been probably He's more just believable. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But uh, but yeah, no. He, I mean, how believable could it be that Danny DeVito's Penguin is going to run for mayor and people would actually find him endearing? You know what I mean? Yeah, so he, he yeah. looks like monstrous and, and and creepy, and he actually says a lot of creepy date rapey things to a lot of other people. Absolutely. 
I mean, do you think they just went that nothing, route? Nothing, it, nothing against Devito. Devito played sure, what he was told sure. to play, and he was he was brilliant. But yeah, not my favorite. No, I think they just went that route because of the Joker. I think it worked for them, and then and they tried to re- emulate that somehow. Um, I think the second half of the movie is better than the first because I think we see more Batman. The yeah, my favorite scene of the whole movie, hands down, and it's going to sound weird. This is the scene I tried to show my wife. Is the ballroom scene at the Shrek ball? I think it's the one that Max Shrek is hosting. They're all everyone's wearing yeah. costumes except him and Catwoman, Bruce Wayne. Beautiful. beautiful, beautiful. I love the whole scene, especially when they find out who's who. When that moment happens, yeah. The way, the way the shot pulls out, we see, you know, Bruce Wayne step out, Michael Keaton steps back, and Michelle Pfeiffer's like looking around, frightened. It doesn't mean we have to start fighting. That whole scene to me encapsulates the whole mythos behind the Bruce Wayne. You know, uh, yeah. Batman crisis kind of thing. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean that. Yeah, really... and they're they they were the only ones not wearing a mask, but they actually that's actually not true. They were also wearing their masks. Right, exactly. That those are their, their masks. masks are their regular people. Absolutely. I, you know, this sounds that might this might sound crazy, but I feel like that as a comedian. When I'm at work, I hold back so much, and I just do that corporate like, mm, yes, thank you. Oh, yes, please. I said please, so. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Call me here and there and everywhere, and I'll yeah. send you that email yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah. In my head, I'm like, who fucking cares? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and sometimes I get a little crazy at work. You know, you and I worked at the same place for a little while. You know, I get a little crazy. Step in there outside sometimes. the box a little bit. Um, yeah. A little, little, little Joker action, a little introducing a chaos in there. Yeah. Um, but do you feel like that as a rock and roller, like that, that that you're the rock and roller, and then when you're at work or like or society or whatever, you're not yourself? Or what? What do you think about that? I don't know because I like to think I'm very extroverted, and uh, I, I I know when I make my music, I, I like to share it with people. So I know I'm not like one yeah. of those guys. I don't. I'm not one of those guys that writes a lot of stuff and then like keeps it to myself and never shows it to anybody. I like. I'm like. Hey mom, look, I drew a drawing. Now put it on the fridge. You know that kind of thing. And I'm like, hey, like I got stuff to share, people. You know, I got a song. But what's funny about you know that is that when I'm at work, uh, anything like that, I'm actually really kind of reserved and kind of quiet. So I mean, I think I think we all kind of do wear that that kind of mask. Um, I can be extroverted at work, but it's it's a different kind of outgoingness. It's a different kind of it's like that creative thing is just completely different, man. Yeah, but you, yeah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I think we all kind of put up a front, no, no matter where we are. You know, that's what makes us kind yeah. of weird as humans. We all, no one's really a hundred percent. Like I wish you said something to me once where I wish we could emulate. I wish we could go into a job interview and be like, uh huh, uh huh. No, but tell me about your father and your relationship with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would yeah. be great. Like if we could just cut the just bullshit. Real talk on real talk on some people. Yeah. yeah. Like how you doing? Like those stupid questions. Those stupid questions in interviews. Like they they you know it's not. It's it's like everybody says it, but it's true. They they actually ask you, where do you see yourself in five yeah, years? Yeah, man. What is your what is your greatest weakness? And yeah, um, why do you want this job? All the answers are this. Look, bitch, I need to fucking pay my bills. Yeah, and I need to I need a fucking job. Need to keep the lights okay? on. Okay, and I, yeah, and I, that's why I'm here. I'll do the best job I can. Yeah. What do you What do you mean? Where I I don't know where I see myself in five years. Probably here. Yeah. It, Leave me the fuck alone, man. I hate that shit. Yeah, because when I'm... Let me tell you. Let me let me answer your question better uh, this time around. When I'm at work, I am there to work the job to pay to get the bills paid. I'm going to do my I'm yeah. gonna do my job because I have pride in my work. But yeah. I'm there, ultimately, so that I can keep doing what I'm doing, and that's play music um, and do stuff like... Even, even like this podcast. Like, to do stuff like this that, to me, is uh, uh, um, cathartic for me. There's that word again. 
for me, you're bringing your religion into this. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just. It's cathartic for me because it's good for me. Oh, to... cathartic. I thought you said cathartic. No. <laughs> no. It's it's cathartic for me to express that and like you know, it, and I do that so that I can do this. Does that make any sense? I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know. And I'm not against having a day job. I just hate all that. I hate all that interview. The corporate oh, I'm with you. speak I'm with you. is just disgusting, isn't it? I'm with it? you all the way. Where do you see yourself in so five So Batman, yeah. yeah, Batman and Selena Kyle, uh, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle are just extreme examples of that, and I Absolutely. and I, that's what makes them beautiful. That's what makes them beautiful. And if Penguin was and that's example. the thing, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say Penguin actually kind of did that, but really that's the first time we see that because usually the Batman villains just are themselves a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah, that might be why they have disdain for Batman a lot because they're like, you know, we know who you really are. I know who you really are. Right. Right. Yeah. And how come you get to do what you do? When, when in reality, let's face it, Penguin speech, his call to arms speech at the end with the penguins, you know, and he's like, the sexes are equal, and he's like, the revolution of Gotham has begun, and all the penguins dive into the water with rockets on their back. Never mind the logistics. Never mind the fact that he's able to talk to them and communicate. Or the science. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I love it. it. You know. Do you really? I, I love it. You yeah. Know, I mean, there's so many moments in this film where you can be taken out of it and be like, oh, I remember loving that when I was a kid. And it's really, yeah. it doesn't hold up. But it's it's still yeah. good for some reason. It doesn't hold up, but you're able to appreciate it. It's kind of. Yeah, Tim Burton, he just creates a universe, man. So you just go I think that's it, what you know? it is. Whatever. It's like Beetlejuice or Edward yeah. Scissorhands. Like, those movies might not be <laughs> realistic at all. They might not be even remotely practical. But there's a magical sense to him that, like, you still appreciate even now as an adult. At least, I think you said it best when you said, "If you love Tim Burton, you're gonna love this film." And I think I love Tim Burton, so I love yeah. this movie. I like, I like him. Okay, yeah. I don't hate him. Yeah, but that's why I like this. I like this movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's. Uh, you want to talk anything else about this movie, or you want to rate uh, it? I say let's just do the rating, man. I think we got it. I. Uh, All right. Uh, the the ratings uh, for our show. The highest rating, Nikki, is Call Out of Work Good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we have Movie Theater yeah, Good. Uh-huh. Then we have Cable TV you Good. Then we have Sick with the Flu uh-huh. Good. And our lowest rating, of course, is Solitary, Solitary Confinement, Confinement yes. Good. Little Nikki, I give Batman Returns Cable TV Good. Jonathan. And the reason it's not the reason it's not Movie Theater Good is because of my... I'm not going to spend money in the theater to see the, the a penguin that I don't like. And also a large part of the movie without the Batman. Yes. So I give this cable TV good. If this is on and and, and Catwoman's flipping around and fighting Batman, I see that in the corner of my eye. I'm going to watch that on cable. Oh, Johnny, 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 you're so right. You're so right. I couldn't agree with. I I couldn't agree with you more. I think this movie is very, uh, very good. I love it, and I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for it. A very soft, warm spot. But it is cable. Catch it on cable. Good. It is watched on Netflix. Good. It is watching streaming. Good. It's if you if yeah. you happen to own it on Blu-ray already, and you might pop it in, you know, from time to time when your wife's out of town, when she comes home, and she's like, "What are you watching?" And you're like, "I was just making sure the Blu-ray player worked," you know, that kind of a thing. You know, it's yeah. not. This movie looks good in high def, doesn't it? It does. Michael Keaton's a handsome man. Um, Michael Keaton's a handsome man. It's not theater good though. You're right. It's not to pay the money to see, even though I saw it in theaters as a kid, and yeah. it's not call out of yeah. work good. You know, so yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and our rating system's kind of interesting because. If you hadn't ever seen this, of you, you course, of course, it's movie theater good because you're going to go see it in the theater. Right. But I guess it's like after having seen it is how we review these movies. Yeah, yeah. and I try to position and, it like yeah. if this movie were re-released, would I call it work to go see it or would I go see it? And I try to envision myself seeing it now 
and and I think it still holds up in a lot of ways. But like you said, it's oh, is our Batman and Catwoman fighting? Yeah, I'm on the couch. I'll watch. You know, but you're not going to run yeah. out the door. You know, would you go see the original Batman, uh, the 1989 Batman, in the theaters in a, again if it was in released? a heartbeat? In a heartbeat. Yeah, I would too. I would especially like to do it if I had if I could take somebody who hadn't seen it. Oh before. yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would love to do that. That would be great. They should re-release that. That would be fun. Yeah, I would love to own a movie theater one day, like, um, and just. I wonder if you'd be allowed to like do that. Do you be like, I'm, I'm, we're gonna play Batman. Yeah. You know, or do you have to get? You know, there's probably a lot of licensing and shit involved in that. Yeah, I don't so. know. But yeah, interesting. Know. Yeah. So we both rated cable TV cable good. TV good. Now it is time for casting. Casting call. Casting call. This is the part of the show where we recast our movies. To make them better, to make them more interesting, to make them worse, mm-hmm. to make them fun, whatever we want, let's recast this movie. Yeah. Nikki, uh, we didn't talk about Michael Keaton a lot because this movie is not really about Batman. It's not. Which is one of the problems with it's it. But not. Batman, played by Michael Keaton, who would you uh, recast as Batman? Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Interesting. Interesting. I, uh, you know... I go Kurt Russell. I don't know why. Okay. I think okay. he'd be fun. I, th- I think he'd be I like fun. Where for this movie. I feel yeah. like you were going the same route I was going, and that was like, who could we recast from the '90s and '80s to replace from the '90s? Because you're not going to cast somebody now, ca- now to replay 1992 Batman, are you? I mean, no, no well, maybe, but that's what I was going to say. Our casting call is not. Uh, it's not restricted. No, not at all. By space and not time. at all. And it's not restricted by space and time, much like Doctor no, Who. You um, once cast so, but, uh, the this- crime dog. <laughs> I believe is one character, so so it's definitely yeah. McGruff the Kind yeah. Dog. What was that? I forgot I can't about remember that. What was that it was. one? It might have even been Double Dragon. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So yeah, Catwoman played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, you know, I had two different ones here. I had Renee Russo. Mm. I think she's one of my my favorite, most beautiful people who's ever okay, lived. Renee okay, Russo. Okay. Okay. Um, but but then but then I saw a picture of Charlize Theron and I thought you know what she would be a great Catwoman. Oh, Charlize she'd be Theron. a great Catwoman. Yeah. Who do you have for Catwoman? I had Gina Gershon, uh, who you might recognize from such movies as Bound uh, and mm-hmm. any other movie that had a sultry woman that borderline lesbian scene uh, that was yeah. risque before the 21st century. She was one of those actresses okay. that just pop up in a lot of weird, steamy, sultry scenes. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Wonderful. Going back to Batman, um, we've said this on the podcast before, but I, I'm re- really looking forward to Ben Affleck. Uh, he's going to be the best Batman. I mean, that's uh, I yeah. said it before. I'll say I it again, I, and you can come chase me with yeah. pitchforks I, and torches. I'll tell you what. I, ho- I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope me you're too. right. Uh, the Penguin, played by Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to cross space and time and say Burgess Meredith. I love where your head's at. I love where your head's at. Yeah, Burgess Meredith. He played the Penguin original in the original Batman series. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I, I think he is a great as a non-athletic Penguin, you know? Yeah. And as, a, as an older version. Like, we mentioned the kid, uh, Robin Taylor, who plays Penguin on Gotham. Yeah. He's great, but Burgess Meredith is a, like a Penguin as an already an old man. That's who is, you see. Is, is great. Yeah, a little trivia here for you, little Nicky. Burgess Meredith was asked to play... Oswald Cobblepot's father, you know the the Pee Wee Herman. Oh, I didn't know that. But he was too sick. Yeah, he was too sick to play, so he couldn't do it. Who do you have for Penguin? I'm going to cross time, space, and death, and say Philip Seymour Hoffman. Wow, I think he would destroy. That is very interesting. He would destroy that role. That's a great casting call, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you. Damn. Thank you. 
Yeah, look at you, fella. Look at you. Max Shrek, played by Christopher Walken. I didn't really... I wasn't really interested enough in this character to recast it. Did you have anything? I had nothing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess you could throw in... Uh, Christopher Lloyd, or uh, I, I, I maybe don't... you know what? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, 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 who played Ant Man? The original Ant Man. Oh, uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael yeah, Douglas yeah, Michael could Douglas. probably play. Yeah, okay. yeah, Max Shrek. He could play Let's Max. Let's go Shrek. with Mike, Mickey Douglas. Greed, greed is good and all that shit. So yeah, Michael Douglas. That's fine. Uh, do you have anything? Any other characters? You I had nothing. Man. I didn't have anybody for Alfred either or Commissioner Gordon. They're like the. The three main people, four main people in this movie, and there really isn't a whole lot else going on yeah. besides those characters. You know, they kind of tear up yeah. all the scenery. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, that's casting call. Now it's time for rants and good news. And now it's time for rants and good news. <laughs> Thank you, Pee Wee. Uh, rants. What what is upsetting you this week, little Mickey? Well, it's not really a rant, I guess per se. Um, I do think it's funny though that. I can try to share something from my band or my music uh, online, on on the okay. Facebook, on the Instagrams, and I can't get a like. But if I share a picture of my wife and I at the movie theater with my parents and my dad's foot with a sock and there's a hole in the sock, I get like 45 likes instantaneously. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing this whole social networking thing wrong anyway. I think I just need to like combine my dad's socked hole thing or this or just find a pair of his sweatpants and like put it like up there with like my next album release and then i'll get like the most right love. i don't i don't know yeah that, that's interesting man like like you're out there trying to make this music and i and i've seen your band live you guys are really fun and good thank you and um yeah and it's like you're doing this thing and i have that with comedy sometimes too where you know you'll get like 12 likes on a thing maybe if you're like hey i got this right, show right, right, i'm gonna right, go right. do the show it would it would be great when you uh when you come out, if you could come out and support or whatever, and you'll get like five, ten, twelve likes or whatever. But if you if you spill coffee on your shirt and post a picture of that with like a quirky face, seven thousand likes. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's like so bizarre. I don't know is there's a, I don't know if there's a hesitancy on people to support you when you're fought because if you blow up, if sequels were to blow up, yeah, and turn into like like the fucking Guns and Roses of our era, um, dead, you know. Everybody's trying to get backstage passes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. It's, it's, a, it's a weird like, thing, man. It's a weird... Um, I don't know how else to categorize the feeling because it's like it's not like I'm like sad about it, but it's kind of disappointing because yeah. we just got like... I think we just got like 38 new likes in the last week on our page, which is great. Um, and that's from like other people. Some of that's from other people in different countries. You know, you promote the page, put it out there. Yeah. You know, I, you know what I've learned to do in comedy, man, is just like get it out there. when you pursue this thing, the, your family and friends are not the people to go to for support. <laughs> they're just not. They love they love you, but they're too close to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm so, yeah, they they love you, but they're too close to you, and they're like, I don't see what's funny about this, you know. Yeah. And the, but other people laugh their ass off. So, and it, with music, it's probably probably uh, similar. I just, I just you know? heard this song like a little while ago, or like oh, another new song, or I don't know. It's like. People just don't. It's yeah. different. It's just different. I don't think. Do you, do you do you think if people are actively rooting against you, or do you think that they just are just too close to you? I don't think people are actively rooting. against I don't against, think so either. I think people you know, are just apath- apathetic. Because I mean, if you scroll, if you're scrolling, if you're doing that thing, and you're scrolling up and down, and then you pass over the picture, like, are you just make a conscious decision not to click on the link to listen to the song, or maybe it's that's going to take up too mm-hmm. much time? Like maybe I need to like have a video of me playing the song. You know, I don't know. 
Nah, it would be the same thing. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. And, and you can't, look, it doesn't, like, the number of likes and shit doesn't you're matter. Right. Really. I know. So, I, I don't take it as a validation and, you, and you're not doing And you're not doing it for the likes. It's just an interesting phenomenon that you observe. Absolutely. Like a picture of your dad's foot with the hole in the sock <laughs> gets more likes than, than yeah. something you poured your heart Somebody into. Somebody even shared yeah. the picture. So it's like, it's like generating, like, it's, you oh know what I mean? Oh, my so it's God. Like, okay. Yeah. I give up. I surrender. Yeah. I surrender to the internet, you know, whatever. Yeah. Left behind. Yep. What's, your, what's your rant? Um, look, I had to rent. Uh, I had to. I had to rent Batman Returns on iTunes, and you only have twenty four hours to watch a damn thing. Why? What? Why do I only have? I'm paying four not three ninety nine to watch a movie. Why do I only get twenty four hours oh to God. watch? It? What is? What are they afraid of? That I'm gonna like copy it or something? I don't even know how to is do that. that. From the time you, I'm just you a dude. Play? I'm just oh a dude, man. I, I look like you just let me just twenty four hours. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, once you start watching, you only have 24 hours to finish it. It's the stupidest thing ever. Okay, it's the stupidest thing ever. At least make it 48 hours iTunes. Yeah. Jerk yeah. faces. Yeah. Yeah. That's obnoxious. Yeah. It's absolutely obnoxious. Yeah. Well, what's what's the good news? Uh, what's, what would be the flip on that? Time for good news. I'll tell you what the good news is, little Nikki. I just found out today that um, I, I thought I was only going to see my kids um, on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And it turns out they uh, some little magic happened with the airlines, and I'm going to get to spend a whole week with them, starting in about t minus two hours. That's badass. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So I'm like, yeah, it's like Christmas came a week late for me, but it couldn't be better. I'm super excited to get to hang out with my children and uh, have a good time. And uh, the weather's been nice up here, so yeah, man. I like. It's fine that I only get 24 hours to watch a movie because I get to see my kids. That's, I'm very that's excited awesome, about that. Congratulations. That's great. Yeah. What about you? You got any good news over there I had, in, the, in the old Virginia? I had a great, wonderful Christmas uh, with family and friends. I had to spend time with my wife's family. I had to spend time with my family. And it's, you know, her family's my yeah. new family. And it's just wonderful. It's just great seeing everybody. And we had a, we had a great time. And we both got spoiled rotten with presents and... Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm remember, I'm reminded. What's the What's the best present you got? Oh, my, oh sorry, I cut you off. No, you're, you're fine. You're reminded. I, I'm of reminded of people that don't have a lot of family to go to, or have people or places to go to on the holidays during times like that. And I'm just grateful for what I have and grateful for where I'm at. And uh, my my wife though did get me a, a digital delay guitar pedal, and it's the coolest thing, man. And I'm gonna. What what is it? What is the digital delay guitar? Pedal? Uh, it's basically a, some kind of sex an, toy. It's an effects kind of pedal for my for my guitar, and it sounds amazing. And I can't wait to put it on the on the new EP and new songs. And it's oh, gonna be yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. When you come over here, how did she I'll know? play it for? I'll play yeah. it for you. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, all right. Because we're gonna do a live podcast right. at some point pretty soon. I think. Yeah, I'm probably gonna do, try to do a live podcast if I'm ever in your yeah. town. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our good news. What are we watching next week, little Nikki? Uh, a little movie by the name of Mystery Men. Mystery yes. Men. All right. Yeah, starring Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo. Came out in the mid to late nineties. It was a spoof on mm-hmm. superhero movies. It was actually inspired by The Watchmen, uh, created by Alan Moore, comic that later became a movie later on. Um, but yeah, this is like a. a all the world's superheroes have kind of disappeared. There's one group left, and they're obscure, and they come out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. and it's a comedy, but it's an action movie. It was really yeah. before its time in a lot of ways, and uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so cool. So tune in for that. Thank you for tuning in for this. If you have any thoughts about Batman Returns from 1992, please email us at comiccons podcast at gmail. 
gmail.com. Comic-Cons at gmail.com. Uh, Nikki, do we have any feedback or do we have anything we need to discuss from our listeners? I think we do. I think we got an email. Yes, we did. We got an email last, well, a couple days ago, actually, uh, from a listener, Ryan Barsanti. Uh, he. What did he say? Wanted to let us know that Provocation is a really bad band name. And the band, Provocation, <laughs> apparently it's a real band and they're terrible. Uh, he sent us a link. I thought I would play it on the show. I might add a clip in post-edit just so everybody could hear um, and get to inform their own opinion because I don't want to shove anyone's uh, my own opinion down their throat. So my idea for a band yeah. name, it already it happened. happened. It already happened. And it's it's not very... Uh, what about Baby in a Cage? I, I haven't done any research on that. I'll get that. I'll get that to the interns yeah. and see if they can give us some uh, some results. <laughs> but uh, nothing yeah. yet. But that's at least we're getting some feedback on that. It, it wasn't. Yeah, so what's the guy's name? Ryan? Ryan. So thanks, Ryan. Thanks for the email, Ryan. And if anybody out there, please email us. We are like, look, we're going to get to. Yeah, it. we're going to get sure. to it. And we are looking for more emails and more feedback for these things. We love having these conversations. We hope you're enjoying it. If we do say something that's offensive or borderline, quasi offensive. Regarding your favorite comic book or comic book related movie, uh, it's just fiction, you know? It's not that serious. We're not taking this that seriously, you know? Right? Absolutely, we're not taking this that seriously. Um, and uh, apparently you aren't either, because when I posted this in our um, in, in the leandan.net and Lee and Dan's clubhouse, um, only three people liked it in our, our last episode. So, <laughs> hey, we can't comment on what you don't comment <laughs> on. You know what I'm saying? So. It's just fiction. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't we don't do it for the love. We do it for ourselves. We do it for the, the happiness. There you go. Anyway, uh, does that sound whiny? Maybe we'll <laughs> cut it. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> it's just fiction. Hugs and kisses. Smiled at me, bum 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 bum, me and my drum. That is the greatest Christmas song of all time, because you have to earn God's love by playing your drum. You gotta earn your father's love. You gotta earn your wife's love. You gotta earn everybody's love. You gotta earn the audience's love. Nobody just loves you at the gate. Nobody just loves you at the gate. You gotta earn that shit. Merry Christmas. I'm not bitter. <laughs>